0: Hey Frida, how's it going? Oh my gosh, what <laughs> what a week, what a night, what an everyday. Oh, we are nine. Oh yeah, late se- wait, late February. It doesn't back really 2022. go like... <laughs> We love to start like ease into each episode with some music. Okay, like, but there's so that's many. That's a
1: thing though. That's a thing. Like people say that in order to warm up your voice and warm up your confidence, you sing a little bit before you get started.
0: Well, I feel like you and I, Carmen, you and I have a way of like, both like making each other feel better about ourselves, even when we feel terrible. And so I think part of that is that like, we actually have a habit in our relationship of singing. That's true. You're right. This is very true. So doing that, doing that in the beginning, and many of you who listen to our episodes might be like, well, I don't hear it every time. Like, you're not (laughs) always singing, folks. But it helps us feel better about ourselves. And also, I think... Carmen, it brings me back to like why we're why we're doing this. like yes, to yeah, to feel, to talk,
1: to connect. you know in 2020 so, we made a podcast yeah. just to feel something so here we are now. <laughs> three seasons
0: later. <laughs> no, but but really like but how really relatable that's what happened. is it How relatable is it to be like? Am I dying? Like, it, it, you know, am I dead inside? And am I, and, and is part of it like the world collapsing in on me? Right? That's question number one. And number two, how about we just do a creative project together? <laughs> like, figure something out, figure something fun out to do with your friend. I personally had no idea that it would become a job. And I mean, job in that, like, it would become something that we are both so committed to. That we will lay out part-time job level time every single week to get I this knew done. that. Okay, so <laughs> uh context Carmen knew this because like this is like, you know, Carmen has Carmen has vision for these things and no, she likes to living. <laughs> yeah. You you do this, you do this for a living, okay? Yeah. You do kind of like this kind of work for a living. But I was right there with you in terms of you're just like start a document like yes start a document like create a slack yes create a slack like have two to three meetings a week and one of them is a finance meeting the other one's a merchandise meeting and then the other one is like uh, a one to you know thing to plan production absolutely yes sounds good (laughs) I was right there being like this this makes sense this is what it's like to work this makes sense
1: okay so the topic of today's episode is we are going to reflect wow
0: we are going to reflect
1: (laughs) We usually do this at the end of every season. And of course, that means that we are ending our current season.
0: We're wrapping up. I don't know about you, Carmen, but I felt very hungry this season. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Okay, so first, let's talk about the elephant in the room. It is currently 8.21 on a Tuesday evening, the Tuesday before you are listening to this. And this this is unprecedented times, folks. This is unspeakable. This, this is unspeakable, unspeakable to the point
0: where I was just like... Carmen, are we about to like (laughs) talk about this? Yes, we are talking. Oh yeah, we are talking about it. So it
1: being that we had an entirely different episode planned and we planned on doing one more bonus episode this season. That episode that is not coming out that you are not hearing is a wonderful conversation with a chef. But unfortunately, there are many things wrong technically with the project and we just couldn't save it. So here we are.
0: At the 11th hour, making this happen for you because we love you. <laughs> we love you more than the baby that we killed, that baby being the episode. And so in in this world of making this project together, there are so many times where we get so emotionally attached to topics and people and the progress of a story So much so, Carmen, that very, very early on, like, in our first and second season, I remember insisting (laughs) unnecessarily that every episode had to be, like, perfectly connected to the previous one and have, like, have, like, this through line, which you, like, you loved as well. Like, and it made sense. It made sense, especially in the moment for identity. But, like... It was also very freeing to break free from that this season. Yeah, we
1: did not do that this season. Normally, what Frida's talking about is normally we would center our seasons around specific topics or themes. And this time around, we were just so excited to have conversations with different people and explore different topics that we didn't really feel the need to connect them all together. Instead, we were just kind of like, hey, we're going to explore our Cubanity and your Cubanity and then we're going to record it and here you go. It's just out there.
0: Yeah, because, like, why should we have to explain that we're the same people who should absolutely go into what happened after J-11 in Cuba? And we're also the same people who should talk about the mythology of of, of Miami. We're also the same people who want to chat about Viandas one day, okay? And so, Straight up. Absolutely. I, I think this season we wanted to explore a variety of formats as well, including a format that we hadn't used before, a reacting to format. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I also really enjoyed doing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and even that, I mean, not to be a negative Nancy, but that had its limitations too. We very quickly realized, oh goodness, there's just so much more to go into here that we can't, you know, because of time, because of the complexity of the matter that we just, you know, every time we do an episode and every time we uncover a new morsel of something there's just a, a giant rabbit hole to go down and we actually have to exercise restraint and not do that because then we will just be all over the place but i think that's a topic particularly um racism and the cubanity as we called it i think that's a topic that you you'll hear a lot more about in the future yeah, because we definitely not- want to explore
0: more that's not like our racism episode, guys. Like, come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, imagine, that that, imagine that that was like <laughs> our one token racism episode. No. First no. of all, first of all, like there's 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 got to be a through line about racism, about sexism, and about all the issues that um affect our community yeah. in so, so many of our episodes and so, so many of the content that we put out. But damn, that computer episode was funny and weird Mm -hmm. and we needed to go into it. (laughs) We had to go there. We had to go there. On that note, I
1: really want to, jumping around here, I really want to say how much I love to talk to people who really understand this sort of bittersweet connection to the culture and to specifically Miami as a city. So I really enjoyed Talking with Andrew about all this stuff because nobody really gets it like he does. Somebody who's able to poke fun and criticize all of the isms in in our diaspora and then at the same time, you know, have present it with so much love and delicate and nuance. What's what am I trying to say? Like con delicadeza? Yeah.
0: Con mira con delicadeza. Because sometimes you have to use the Spanish word in order to really say what you mean. Sometimes I'd be like that, and that's It's like that all the time. Carmen and I aren't satirists by any means, but we are comfortable and supportive of taking one step back and not being entirely defensive of everything that we are because who we are and what we are in our culture it's a variety of things in order to acknowledge all of our differences and all of our diversity and also find those little things that we do and things that we can criticize. I am now in Miami. Okay. So guys, I think that you did this to me. I think that the podcast did this to me. Speaking of that kind of bittersweet relationship, Nothing quite feels like home as this city does. It's a kind of oppressive home for me or kind of it always felt that way. A home that I wanted to get away from. The cubaneo is something that I both wanted and miss. You mean but also La Chumeria? Everything, all of that, but also the sun and also the mosquitoes and also the traffic, but also the food and the way I can talk to people and they're not like, you have an accent, where are you from? Like, they know and we know each other and we all are so weird and different. As a matter of fact, people in Miami are like, well, your English is absolutely perfection, so I don't know what you're talking about. Seriously, my friends were saying that when I went off to college for one semester, I came back and they were just like... What happened to Frida? People have
1: sent that to me that my English is a lot better now that I moved out of Miami. And I agree, actually. Oh,
0: well, you know. I have learned more words. You have learned more words, but I don't think that what happened to me in college was definitely trying to assimilate. Like, I was very much trying to assimilate as much as I could. I went to a very, very, like, elitist college and no one talked like me. Without realizing it, I was assimilating. Mm -hmm. I very much embrace my code switching now and switching into more Spanish-accented things. And times when having this language and having this ability to switch into that is such a precious and rich way to communicate. But anyway, taking a step back. Anyway, I went to Miami. I'm here in Miami. And I am so appreciating reconnecting with my love. I feel like I'm reconnecting with an old flame. An old flame that I was just like, nah, I'm not going to do that again. You know what? We're like we're back at it, and we're not gonna last that long. But <laughs> but we're having a good time. So those are the updates on my relationship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, everyone. Frida is in a situationship with Miami as a city. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. How did we get to a place where we were told that being Cuban is this specific thing? But. Then we grew up and we went out into the world and we found that actually this specific thing we were told it was, having grown up in Miami and having that context, was actually this this bubble that exists only in Miami. And then suddenly when you're out of Miami, we've talked about this before, you really start to feel the difference. But more than that, Even shifting your lens a little bit more is going back into the bubble and being able to recognize that there are really interesting people that are not following this specific thing, but are still redefining what it means to really be Cuban and how it manifests in culture and in the city. And I think that's super vibrant. And And you can't possibly appreciate that type of thing until you're open to it.
0: I think that one of the slights against against the relationship to Miami and the relationship to Cubanity is this false belief, like you've said, this false belief that if you're in a place like this, you have to fit into the very, very narrow definition of what it means to be Cuban. And if you don't fit into that narrow definition, you start to feel that you're not as Cuban or you're not as cuban-american you're not as much of a miami and you're not as much of this and you just feel so like lost and frustrated so you rather go somewhere else where you get to just be yourself and your own identity though of course sometimes you're exoticized let's not forget that but this is all this is all like the reasoning behind why it becomes so hard to go back to quote unquote like a place that that is sur- surrounded by people who share your some of your same identities that's a really big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't so, know, but then you're like almost 30 or you're 30-something, and you're just like, I am who I am, and I am who I am. and it's, it's I am nice who I
1: am, that. and I, what I am is a boniato, So What I am is
0: a yam. Una malanga, coño. Oh, I had yuca fries today. See? Oh, shit. And not only did I have that, but I had a hiaco. Ay, so you know rico. what? You remember what I was, remember when I was doing? Frida está cogiendo that cajita. And I was just like, <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, I'm not in Miami, so I can't have viandas. And now I'm just like, give me a vianda. If we were to talk about one through line in this
1: season, I would say it's exploring that connection with
0: with culture. I think it's exploring a greater level of comfort with also criticizing mm-hmm. culture as well. Mm-hmm. In that we attempted a little bit more of that in some of our episodes because... It is easy in our Cuban American bubble to criticize the Cuban government. Yes, okay? Of course. It is not as easy in our bubble to criticize some other aspects of of our own culture to to even I don't know, to even address something that isn't as publicized like the weirdness of Miami politics. Oh yeah. <laughs> like all of these all of these topics that are actually both both inside and outside of our comfort zone. And so we had an opportunity to to exercise that. Because we're here to constantly be uncomfortable. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> aggressively like uncomfortable. Co- aggressively uncomfortably pushing ourselves. I think. Oh my God. What was your favorite episode to make,
1: or just in general, how it came out, Frida?
0: I loved the sugar episode so, so much. Me because too. Because like I am so I am so proud of when you and I come together and craft a a thesis about history and culture and weave storytelling in and out of of moments in history where we spend time doing research. It definitely gets at the part of me that loves to learn history and also loves to analyze and, and uncover unusual stories yeah definitely and and there were so there were so many interesting kind of revelations that we had not only in our research about sugar but even in our storytelling like when as you're telling the story you're just like oh shoot did those two things just come together yeah though i i i personally live i live for those moments
1: that was also my favorite one because I feel like those gears were turning in my head before, way before it was ever even a thought to make an episode. Because I started doing a lot of research, and also that's my favorite episode to make too. Because I, I you know, like I, I'm interested in finance and. Trust me, I could have gotten super, super geeky with the finance on that one if anybody let me. But let's be real, no one's going to let me. I didn't, I,
0: I, hey. (laughs) It's just not useful. Like, nobody else cares. It's not like I was holding you back. You also were just like, let me hold myself back a little bit. It's true, (laughs) because you you have to be realistic about these things. But, like, Frida
1: will tell you that on a Sunday morning, I woke up at 9 in the morning and I was like, hi, here's a paper with, like,
0: 57 charts. (laughs) We're going to look through now, Okay. And And I was just like, hold on, give me a few hours, beer back. I'm just gonna like read through all of them. And a few hours later, she's like, bitch! And I was like, yes. Yeah, like, can you believe these connections? We're just, like, we're basically, like, we have one of those walls in the police precinct with, like, those strings connecting 100%. images together. And we're just, like, but Sugar's at the center of it all. Like, dun, Sugar dun, was, dun. like, the culprit. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and here's the thing. I think that we, Carmen, how have things changed for you with your approach to the podcast, with your approach to what stories we want to tell? How have things changed over the course of the season?
1: I think I'm definitely a lot more comfortable just being unhinged and I think you know I've met actually really great friends in real life through this podcast and I think that for me that's very meaningful because I despite being very friendly and outgoing and boisterous and all of that stuff I actually don't like you can ask people I I don't go around telling everybody hey I have this podcast and blah 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 I really should because honestly like I should but I don't and I don't often connect with people in this particular way and so Mm -hmm. to have Cuban friends when i live in a city where i'm clearly yearning for that is very very helpful and definitely that would not have happened if it hadn't had been for this podcast and not only that but it kind of snowballs right so you meet one person they introduce you into more people and and so on and so forth so i think having that social aspect to it um, and becoming more relaxed with that sort of part of my life and owning that identity socially a bit more in in wherever i'm at has been very liberating too and I think it gives me a lot more confidence to just speak because I also get Mm. to practice just speaking about these subjects more casually with friends and so by the time I get to doing this podcast I'm like okay I feel better about just being more natural and less in control so I think not to bring it full circle but you know <laughs> I did that.
0: Yeah, it's all about it's all about like weaving in and out of like controlled to unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So we did Celia Cruz and the episode about Miami in the same room together. We did. We did. The Celia Cruz one, it was so much fun to be in the same room together because, like, mm. usually there's, like, a little, a couple of seconds of, like, a lull where we're kind of, like, waiting and assessing, you know, that kind of, like, Zoom situation where you're assessing whether the other person's going to talk or something like that. But with Celia Cruz, we would just look at each other and know. Mm-hmm. We would we just, just look knew. and then we would know things. I know. <laughs> things. And there's there's so many people that I know that I've talked to who are, like, surprised that Carmen and I aren't, like, in the same space when we're doing this work and that we're actually entirely on the other side of the country Mm -hmm. from each other most of the time when we're just like connecting but come on isn't that like life lately for like so many people that's true yeah (laughs) yeah even the things that like feel most like so so intimate they're there's they're happening they're happening between people who are very far away from each other a lot of the times yeah so yeah. it's no
1: surprise that we started this podcast during a time when we were all very disconnected and now we're over here talking about connecting and how much we've been able to do that and even translate into real life through through this thing that came out
0: of being so isolated from each other. So, you know, silver linings, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's absolutely a silver lining. Like since we're you know, kind of reflecting on, on the impact of the podcast and all of that. I met someone who who's Cuban and who's um, married to someone who's not Cuban and European. And they listened to the episode on a road trip together. And the Cuban person found it like very relieving that he wasn't going to have to do all of this explaining Mm -hmm. to his European wife because we had done it for him. Yeah. We had done a lot of the background for him. And I'm just like, wow, I'm glad to be able to do that and and it's because we have so much that we that's kind of unusual and or particular about our history and our culture that like when it turns out that like someone could use at least a part of our podcast at least even as a launching point for some of these discussions I'm just like that's it. We can stop now. Like We're not going to stop now, but like we did it. We, we did something, and I'm, I'm just yeah. very glad about, that's, about that. That's yeah.
1: definitely one of those moments that makes you feel really proud of what you're doing, and, and uh, it's very validating. People have asked me a lot if I think that we have enough material, like enough subject matter, if we're ever going to run out of things to talk about. And I, I used to say that it was my least favorite question because I thought, well, what a dumb question, you know? What do you mean to say that there's a finite level or amount of things that we like what? Have you met me? And then <laughs> over time, as I got the question more and more, I started to realize that it's not so much that that there is an endpoint that because obviously the endpoint is whatever you make it, or the lack of faith in, in me or, or in you or in us, but rather mm-hmm. that people are just so not informed that they start to think and not i don't mean not informed about cuban culture because obviously like that's why we're doing this but also not yeah. informed on how culture and how these very specific values and beliefs and just like weird things that you share with a people when you are of the same people that people don't realize that they already have baked into their everyday lives and so just to be able to think that critically and that's like, stepped back and also so meta at the same time is something that I feel not a lot of people do in their everyday lives. And so the fact that we are able to do that and sort of translate it for other people and help them mm-hmm. in their day-to-day lives by doing that is very special to me.
0: You know, in a way, I'm reminded of, um, like, this like little aphorism or a story of two fish are talking to each other and they're just like, the water feels kind of warm today. And another fish swims by and they ask, what is water? Because if something surrounds you so, so deeply and like is just like entirely encapsulating you and is such a usual part of your everyday life, you might not realize that it's even there. You might not even have a name for it because it just feels so natural Kind of like mm-hmm. the air that we breathe, imagine you're just like, you know, you didn't have a concept for that coming in and out. Recognizing that culture is something that intersects with everything and is a part of everything, <laughs> how could we not have enough content or enough things to, to talk about at this intersection? So yeah, I think that like in realizing that like these things are all so intersectional, yeah. then that answers that question. Absolutely. I mean,
1: culture is the friction that holds, you know, the, the pieces together here.
0: Carmen, what's your favorite thing you learned from someone we interviewed this season?
1: I don't know if I have any one favorite thing that I learned, but I will say after making the Celia Cruz episode, I'm really looking forward to dissecting Cuban music a bit more. The history of it, its creation, the elements that go into it that identify it as Cuban Son and etc etc how it has influenced the music that we hear today in the top 40 list if it does at all yes. so you I know. so
0: want to go into all that music but we're gonna geek out get ready like the way yeah like we're su- gonna such, go a, sugar such a way to geek out connecting very much to music I, I think a lot about religion and other aspects of our culture yes. and I really do want to go into the Lukumi religion, Santeria, and I yeah. want to go into it in a in a way that delicately and intimately explores um the actual practice of it mm-hmm. and its it, and like the anthropological effect of it in our culture and I would love to talk to practitioners. Honestly, use this podcast and as an excuse to to just like to learn, learn about that. a lot yeah. more about yeah yeah because like it's there are these there are all these things like everything from like the the music to to religion to dancing that are very much yes a part of our culture but there isn't just one culture there's a ton of music there's a ton of dancing there's a ton of religion and there and there's so much diversity there and I am excited to get more into that Mm -hmm. so so much what was your favorite thing you learned My favorite thing I learned is that there were cliffs coming off of, like, Miami and, like, Coral Gables or something like that. (laughs) I'm like a I think more generally, little facts about the Miami landscape before it was uh, more standardized. Just imagining, like, I kind of felt like drawing it. Exploring what that kind of landscape would look like. It seemed so wild and unpredictable, so... I think that was really fun to learn about because yeah. something about the way I see Miami is that feels flat. <laughs> it's flat. Okay? I mean, because it is.
1: <laughs> it Miami is. is flat. It
0: is. It is. You would not it be is. wrong. Oh my God, Becky! Becky season three, season is over.
1: <laughs> so. This episode is a love letter to our podcast. For our listeners, we love you all so much. We are immensely grateful for all of your support and, most importantly, for your friendship. And the fact that you let us hang out and be ourselves and geek out over stuff, it's crazy. We wanted to give you a cubanismo that is romantically themed. Ese huevo quiere sal. That egg wants salt. Salt. Because uh, I don't know (laughs) what happened there, but that's
0: what I'm I'm not sure what happened there. But I think that it's just like if you're an egg and you're not salted, you're not as you're not living to your fullest potential. You are like yeah, you are living in let's say a grayscale world. Your world is in grayscale rather than color, right?
1: But when that salt hits you, it's like. And then I saw her face. Now
0: I'm an egg with salt. Yeah, so like imagine an egg with salt is a is an egg that's in love and yes. in the clouds. And an egg without salt is just like, you know, doing its 9-to-5 job right, and it's got right. nothing else going on it's, in its life. It's surviving. It's not thriving. So yeah. how do
1: you use this? I have mostly heard it. When someone is flirting with me and I'm being clueless, which is uh, a lot of the time, but also a lot of not of the time. And then someone's next to me and they will try to point out that someone is flirting with me. And that's what
0: they'll say. Ese huevo quiere sal. Ese huevo quiere sal.
1: Yeah, so it's like somebody's still telling you like, oh, they're flirting with you.
0: See, one of the reasons why, like after we said it, we are just like, eh, it's, it's cryptic enough that you can say it like almost while the other person is there. Yeah, I mean, unless they know what it is. I mean, a lot of people know what it is, but it's cryptic enough that I could say, you could say it like shortly afterwards. It's like code for this person is interested. That Mm -hmm. person wants your salt. The egg wants your salt. Yeah. (sighs) Oh boy. (laughs) I just also
1: want to say that this is one of those things that so salt in English, when, when you're talking about somebody having salt, they're kind of salty and that's negative. That's not a good thing. They're kind of sassy and they're kind of, you know, grumpy or whatever. So I think it's funny that in this context, salt is a good thing and it's the thing that actually livens you up because I think that's a really positive way of spinning sass.
0: Yeah. Salt isn't, salt isn't like over salting something and it be making you salty and it's like just the right amount. Yeah. But sal, like when someone has sal, it's like they have, they have sass on, they have just like flavor Flavor. they're not bland Mm -mm. so they so they bring vibrancy oh my god that's exactly
1: what it is because that person is like vibe like livening up the conversation because they're wow
0: okay that just clicked this like this clicked more than it ever has and that's why we love this podcast.
1: Thank you so much to our patrons, Elena, Carolina, Lauren, Gianni, Vidal, Christine, Dee, Derek, Ryan, Jose, Susan, Salia, Catherine, Lauren, Kaylee, Amaury, Kristen, Sarah, Karina, Josh, Jason, Yvette, Kellis, and Jesse. We love you all so much. We have a merch store up for sale on our website, takeideasypod.com. You can email us at thakeasypod at gmail.com. We are on all social media as at take it easy pod.
0: where you'll find us during this hiatus so we hope to catch you there! Take it easy!